everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 163 of NASCAR Radio. I'm your pal Val. With me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA, and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. Logan, how are you today, tonight? I'm feeling sucker punched. I can see why. I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> we got a great show for everybody today. We're going to do the racing recap. We're going to talk about, in our main segment, 1982 Kidco. You might have heard us talk about that issue before. It came in like like a Matchbox car as a kind of a freebie in there. Thanks to one of the listeners, found a variation on that. So we will uh, dig into that with some uh, photos of the variations. And well, then we'll finish the show with King's Court. Cool. Amazing. Yep. Again, this is NASCAR Radio. We're trading cards and racing meat. want to thank our sponsor, Panini America, naturally. Do some shout-outs here to Skidmarks, Kyle Katz, Tim Mozzie, Beans Ball Card Blog, and Jason Freeman for the YouTube comments. We read them, so please leave them. Appreciate it. Yep, we love you guys. Sure do. And big shout-out to our podcast listener in Australia. Digging yeah, the show. We have listeners in Australia. Like I said, we're we're worldwide, buddy. Brazil and uh, what was the other one? Ireland. Is it Hong Kong? Maybe I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, and them. then nat- naturally majority in the in the state. So, and then we appreciate everybody watching on YouTube as well. So, if you leave a comment, we'll give you a shout out. If you really like the show, subscribe, and we'll give you uh, your own shout out there. All right, let's work on the racing recap I had a few races going on in the nascar craftsman truck series that was race number 21 and that was the loves rv stop 250 now we're saturday september 30th at talladega super speedway brett moffett was our winner highest fisher rookie was daniel diet position six so he, yeah. he's a new one on our list to uh to review his rookie cards Yes, he is. And that was a doozy of a race, man. It went it went like a way overtime, overtime. Yeah, and a lot of sparks going on in the pits there after the race. Yeah, you know, it's too bad that NBC had, or was it NBC? No, Fox. Excuse me, Fox does the truck races. Too bad they, they had to cut away so quickly because it ran so long. Otherwise, we could have seen something that happened. Some of the action uh, that resulted in about $30,000 worth of fines. Yeah. So anyway, tell us about Brett Moffat. I will tell you about, about Brett Moffat. Let me get the slide here since... Ah, Brett Moffat. Yes, his rookie cards, 2020. Donruss, he has the regular card and the 1987 retro and the different variations, printing plates for that. And there's also the Signature Series, few versions of that. He's also in 2020 Dunruss Optic with different parallels and signatures. 2020 Panini Chronicles, he's in Status and Status Autographs there. And then 2020 Panini Chronicles Spectra and the different parallels for it mm-hmm. and just when you thought we're done 2020 panini prism he has a base card there with all the parallels and signing session autographs and not to be outdone he's in 2020 panini national treasures with the rookie patch autographs and the social signatures in 2020 panini national treasures Wow. His signature's not too bad. No, you can read it. Yeah. That's always a good um, indication there. It is. And, you know, he's got something in common with the brawny paper towel man. (laughs) Okay, I'll give. (laughs) He's got that 70s porno star stash going on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just saying. <laughs> I, I, I got you. I got you. So Brett Moffat, and then our highest finishing rookie was Daniel Dye at, I think it was position six. 
his rookie cards in 2022 Dunros. He has the rated rookie there with the different parallels, printing plates, signature series. He's also in 2022 Panini Chronicles and clearly Dunros, Obsidian, Phoenix, Stars and Stripes, and Spectra. Not to be outdone, he's also in 2022 Panini Prism. What were you going to say? I was going to say, hey, I like that gold autograph. That's pretty cool looking right there. Oh, yeah. It, it uh, presents very well. Mm-hmm. And then to, to that point, he's also in 2022 Panini Prism. He has Sensational Signatures. And then also 2022 Panini National Treasures. Wow. It's a lot of Daniel Dye. Highest finishing rookie in the truck series. Yeah, I like his cards. I like his autograph, too. He's got a good autograph as well. He, he does. No uh, scribble, yeah. scribble. No, you can kind of make that out. And so our truck series, our next race is going to be race number 22. And that's going to be the last race before the championship race, if you believe it, which the championship race will be the beginning of November. But the next race, 22, race number 22, is going to be the Baptist Health 200 at Homestead Miami Speedway. And that's going to be Saturday, October 21st at 1 p.m. So we have a few weeks and the uh, truck series is almost over. Uh, I don't see anything else really you want to talk about. Um, so Corey Himes locked in for the one of the position, the final four in Phoenix, but everything else is kind of up for grabs. Zane Smith and Tommy Jeske are really on the bottom. Of the eight, uh, Carson Osper is, uh, is uh, number two right now at minus ten. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping he makes it. I think he will. I think so. So we still have a few weeks before that's all decided decided for their final four. So there's one more thing, and there's a fight. <laughs> that was a fight. Now I guess it's alleged that uh, Matt Crafton. Kind of got um, Sanchez, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, from you know, of course, this is all just what we've heard. We don't know, you know, the true facts. But according to Nick Sanchez, he was standing there in the you know, the pit area, not the pit area, the garage area, and Matt Crafton tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around, and it was whammo. Right in the eye. Yeah, I, the video I saw was basically after the punch, and he was all bloodied, and there's no sign really of Matt Crafton. He was out in the distance, whatever. But oh, the fines came down twenty five thousand for Matt Crafton, five for Sanchez, which I felt bad. He got the the bloody eye um, and the five grand. So yeah, that was uh, in, insult after injury, I guess. Um, and I think that was just because of the the language and some of the other stuff that they <laughs> he talked about, because uh, or he was saying, because he was mad. And there was a lot of threats too. You know, that people were going to do other things to other people, and it was uh, it was it was not good. But you know, I don't mind the fighting. I get that, and in fact, I think it's you know some some drama for the the event. And I have no problem with it. What I do have a problem with is tapping somebody on the shoulder if that's what happened and them turning around and blindly just getting whammoed right in the face, just sucker punched in the face. That's not, that's kind of, you know, chicken, if you ask me. I was just thinking about the old days, you know, you throw the peanut shells in the car or put water or sugar in the gas tank kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back in the old days, but of racing. Yeah, but you can't do that now. The cars are under too much uh, scrutiny and they're you know being guarded by the NASCAR officials. So you can't really do things like that. So I guess you just go around, turn around, tap someone on the shoulder and just punch them. I mean, that's that's allegedly what happened. We don't know the facts. You know, and I think it's too bad that the race ran long and you know, the Fox crew wasn't there to actually catch that, you know, and record that. 
it, it was, you know, I've, I've, I'll say this. I've lost a little bit of respect for Matt Crafton after that. Yeah. If, if, if I mean, I know. Yeah. I mean, I know emotions get them and they're upset. There's only two races left and I don't know where he finished where he finished and where he was on. And he's not even in the, the top eight. So. Yeah, they make mistakes and temper at the heat of the moment in the heat of battle, they do stuff they uh, regret. So, well, you know, the race had been over for a little bit after this, okay? And they're just standing around the garage area, so it's not like when the guys get out of the car, like after something's happened, and they immediately their emotions are going crazy and they're saying things that they regret. Crafton had time. To cool down. Yeah, and so I'm thinking I'm, I'm laughing because I was like, "Oh, okay, now it's premeditated." <laughs> In a way, it kind of is. I mean, but you know, that's that's just our opinion. Well, and he got you know twenty five thousand dollar fine on it too. So yeah, I'm surprised NASCAR didn't slap him with a with a race suspension or something like that. Maybe because it was in, in the garage and after the race, I don't know. Probably, but, yeah. Since it wasn't on track or wasn't you know on, on pit road or anything like that. Yep. So right, yeah, that was, a heck of, that was a heck of a deal. If anybody, if you guys haven't seen that, go out there and check out that video because Sanchez, <laughs> he got nailed. <laughs> he did, man. He, he, you are not not wrong. He sure did. Uh, moving over to the Xfinity series, they were off. Next race, race number 29, that's drive for the Cure 250, and that's going to be at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval. And this is the last race before the round of eight. And the round of eight will be three races in itself. So, so this is a cutoff race, and this is going to be Saturday, October 7th at 3 p.m. Uh, are, you, are you going? I am not going. Hmm. But maybe some tickets fall my way. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, biggest, I guess, on the list right now is Sam Mayer, minus 34. Josh Berry, minus 27. Jeb Burton, minus 19. And Park Kligman is minus one from the elimination line. Now it looks like John Hart, Nemechek, Justin Allgaier, and Cole Custer are locked in to the round of eight. Everything else is fair game. Yep, hoping Sam Mayer makes it. He's he's kind of been hot and cold. He needs a win, but a, a good place to win. So, mm-hmm. and then moving over to the Cup Series, that was the Yellowwood Five Hundred. That was Sunday, October first. That was race number thirty-one at Talladega Super Speedway, and Ryan Blaney was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Ty Gibbs at position 34. Yeah, he got he finished like 33 good. last week and 34 this week. Yeah, he got crashed. It wasn't even his fault. He's got a case of the Howie Diggins. <laughs> he does. Uh let's go to the video tape here. Let's go. Ryan Blaney. We've talked about him before. Not a lot of rookie cards for him. First cards. You have to go back to 2012 Press Pass Fanfare. And that's going to be card number 77. There's a few parallels back then. Blue foil, hollow foil, die cuts. And the silver number 25, sapphire to 20, diamond to 5. There's magnificent materials in Press Pass Fanfare. And also 2012 Press Pass Fanfare Young Guns autographs. And there's only four versions of that numbered out of 399, 150, 75, or 10. Yeah, his autograph is drastically different now than it was then. Ah, uh, that brings up a good point there. So you can find his autograph actual signature. Uh, a few of those, I think we might have talked told this story before that he started started signing these and then realized that um, he was going to kind of work on his autograph and turned into the Ryan Blaney's that we see now. 
So there's uh, some actual signatures and then others with this, uh, with the Y turning into the L of Blaney. So, so there's a, a, I'll say some different variations of those. Yeah. You have to admit though, that's pretty clever what he did. Sure was. I mean, back in 2012, it was. Yeah. Uh, the only other person I know who kind of did something like that was Joey Logano back in 2008 or nine, where he would do that whole Joey and then bring that loop around and finish Logano with it. But yeah, that was pretty clever with, with Ryan there. So, and he still uh, does something like that. He doesn't do as many letters, but he does do the Y and the L and stuff like that. So. Pretty cool. Yep. And then with that, when he moves on and highest finishing rookie, Ty Gibbs, 2020, Panini Chronicles, lots of 2020 Chronicles, Ty Gibbs for those different sets in there, Crusade, Phoenix, Score, Spectra. And then 2020 Panini Prism, just signatures in these scripted signatures with about 10 different parallels of those. Are you talking about the parallels or the autographs or both? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about, the, talking about the, the, the Prism parallel autographs. <laughs> but I don't think um, Chronicles has, has that many parallels that but yeah. we've talked about him a, a ton this season yeah. so we're gonna have to record something did, did you just press play and well there's only a few Ty Gibbs and be done with it there's um the, so this is the Roval the next race 32 is going to be the Bank of America Roval 400 and that's Charlotte Motor Speedway and that's the last race before the round of eight and then the round of eight uh, is three races before Phoenix. The Roval will be Sunday, October 8th at 2 p.m. The laps for stage laps for that end of lap 25, end of lap 50, end of lap 109. Uh, the So there's three, three races left in the round of eight and four races left before the championship race on November 5th. This season has gone by quick, dude. I'm telling you. It sure has. And basically Kyle Busch is the, one of the farthest ones out there at minus 26 with three wins this season. He's minus 26. Ross Chastain minus 10. Bubba Wallace minus nine. Tyler Reddick Minus two, Brad Kozlowski is at plus two, Kyle Larson plus 15, Truex plus seven, 17, Busher not plus 19. So basically like number four through eight are 22 or less. So it's like anybody's race here. Um to, to get in there to, to get those, especially with the roval with a road course, somebody has a problem, gets crashed out, they lose points pretty quick. So it's going to be an intense race and a must watch, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think Kyle Bush is going to make it. He's had too many issues. I mean, he was strong. He had a lot of mojo early in the season and they have just steadily just declined since then. He hasn't really done anything. I, I don't know if the rest of the field is caught up with what Childress was doing or he's had bad luck or a combination of both. I, I don't know. Yeah, we never know what's going on with these guys. You, you know, you talk about Kyle Bush, and we meant to talk about last week, but he's selling his truck team. Mm -hmm. And rumors are, you know, he's going to have this. I don't know how much he's selling that for. I would imagine uh, quite a few millions of dollars. All right. Uh, as a rumors, maybe is is he going to be part owner of RCR? Yeah, we've heard those rumors, so who knows? But 
you know, he, so I, is he preoccupied, very... I guess where I'm going is, is, is he preoccupied with some of this other stuff, right? That, yeah, I know the season you want to win, but this is like, you know, life changing. If you can get in RCR and kind of pull what Brad Kozlowski did with Roush Fenway. Right. You know, yeah. he, he's got him and Braxton and the family are pretty much set uh, for racing and, um, you know, has a, a kind of a forever home there. So very true. Um, you know, and you got to think about the franchise, you know, what, and what that's worth, you know, having, having one of those franchises, you know, that's like, I think they said now that thing's at least 20 worth, at least $20 million itself to, to own that. So Kyle Bush can, can get in on that. I mean, he's, he'll be, you're right. He'll be set. So I'm sure he's got a lot on his plate, but he's had some really bad luck. Yeah, well, well, he just needs a, a good finish there and uh, a little luck with some of the other guys tapping out. Yeah. I mean, at minus 26 is not horrible. Yeah, but he's got to leapfrog a lot of people. That's the, that's, that's the thing. But, you know, one good accident, and that could take out quite a few folks. Very true. And it seems like every week the playoff drivers, the, the majority of them are having issues and, Nobody's having a clean race. I mean, you'll have like out of the 12, eight of them will have issues. So, you know, you're right. It could happen. I mean, I remember that first Roval where was it Truex and Jimmy Johnson were going for it and they kind of banged and they kind of took each other out and Blaney ended up winning the race. Yep. It was in third place. So, as you always say, you sum up in two words. You never know. Never yep. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Okay. So that is Cup Race. Moving to Formula One. They were off. Next race is race number 17. That's going to be October 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be the Qatar Grand Prix. <laughs> There's only, if you believe, it, there's only six races left in 2023 for F1. They, this, I mean, this is a big, a huge season. There's a lot of races, especially when you have three in the U.S. this year. Right. So, of those six, October 27th is Coda Circuit of America, and November 18th is Las Vegas. So, two more in the U.S. and that'd be a total of three in one country for F1. So. Yeah, we don't have three Grand Prix of Spain, or you know, we we don't have. It's it's amazing that they've got three in the U.S. Do you think that the U.S. can sustain that? Because I can remember when they went to the Brickyard, I mean, and the attendance was like nothing. And I wanted to go to that, but I just didn't. But I don't know that the U.S. can you know sustain that that um, that many races in one year. We'll see. I mean, I may be wrong. But it just seems to me like the interest, you know, is, is maybe has peaked, especially since the pandemic. And I think it's starting to go down a little bit. So we'll see what happens with next year's schedule. I mean, I know that the Circuit of America, they've had, they always have great attendance. I don't know what's going to happen with, with Las Vegas. I'm sure they will probably too, since it is Las Vegas. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm just pulling things out of the air here. But Chicago, Nashville. I mean, you could do road courses there and move them around. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're signed on for. I'll have to do some research on if, because they usually announce, you know, if they've renewed the contracts for so many years. So I have to kind of pay attention for Circuit of America because it's been there. This is coming up, what, third year, I think? Fourth year? Third or fourth year, yes. Right, and then Miami was the second one, and this is going to be Vegas's first one. So, so we'll see. And with the race uh, this weekend, I believe Max Verstappen has a shot to clinch the championship. Yeah, I think that there's like a qualifying race, and I think he actually has, and it, it pays points. So I think he actually has the opportunity if he wins that race. I think to maybe clinch and be done with this and put it to bed and then he can just he's, he'll be on easy street the rest of the season and then he clinches three championships in a row yeah so and lewis so, hamilton hadn't done squat this year i think he had a few 
podium. He's had a couple podiums, but I mean, he lucked into one when his teammate crashed. But you know, he he just hasn't. They just haven't had the car. I mean, Mercedes is going to have to step it up. Yeah. So for Lewis Hamilton, I'm showing he has he has had five podiums. Oh, Lewis Hamilton had five podiums this year. So it says Verstappen right. fifteen, Perez eight, Hamilton five. Fernando Alonso seven and Carlos Sainz two. Cool. Uh, and then IndyCar is done for the year. All right. That's our racing recap. All right. Just checking time real quick. Yep. Over 26 minutes in now. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? Okay. Our main segment. A 1982 Tough Wheels Kidco variations. If you remember, we've talked about this issue a little bit. Um, it's one of those issues that me and Logan like. If uh, I've got a picture here to kind of show you. So it's the on the backer of your your uh, Matchbox car, you know, your little, little metal car from '82. There are you can see that yellow laser um, print card underneath there. There's two cards that come with the Matchbox car. Yeah, it's kind of like what Racing Champions did later on. Same kind of thing, except they only and- had one card. Exactly, and they were they were smaller, and I guess it was before the collecting craze. So, you know, we always talk about this when you're a kid in your whatever nine, six, whatever. You get in your Matchbox car, you know, you you want the car. You're not buying that for the little trading cards, right? Mm-hmm. You can probably <laughs> reading is the last thing you want to do. You want to take that car and put on a little track or make your own thing or whatever, and see how fast it can. You can slide it or whatever it is. And those little cards, you know, you're pitching or you're whatever, and, and eventually mom throws them out or whatever. So trying to find those cards um, is tough unless, you know, you're finding some unopened packages. So, um, yeah, you're, you're not going to find those cards loose for the most part. Usually if you're going to get them, you're going to have to buy the cars to get. The, and, and that's probably the way you want because, you have the chance to get the, the the best condition cards out of the cars, you know, fresh out of the pack. And it's a great little set. We talked about it before. There's a, a Richard Petty. There's a, and again, it's just kind of pictures of cars, not necessarily individual drivers. There's the Earnhardt Wrangler car. I think there's an Indy car in there with that Chip Canassi was driving. Mm-hmm. As well as some other one, and you know it's kind of a, a, I don't know what they call it, like laser print. Here, let me take off that banner, so you can kind of see kind of what the front looks like. Up on the on the top is the ones we're used to. So if you'll draw attention to the yellow around the border, it's kind of a little more of a mustard. I guess maybe <laughs> I don't know what goes Not a great coupon or a. Uh, I don't know, maybe more of a deli mustard. And the bottom one is more, I guess, more of your French mustard there. Yeah, your French is your French is yellow mustard. Yeah, it's right. So the, the top two images, the left and right, so that's the front and the back on the right. So what we're looking at is where it says that first line, first series collector's item in black. Now it's been discovered, if you look at the bottom that yellow uh french is mustard yellow and on the right hand side you will see that the first series collector's item is actually in red and not black and you'll notice that the black ink is not as bold as the top version right so these so these were kind of um discovered one of the listeners david contacted me to let me know about this and so we've done some investigation logan has actually was has purchased some and and has uh done some forensic on them yeah um looking at 
if you look close, I mean, I think Val's got some other pictures that we can look at. But one of the things that stands out to me is, of course, the, the yellow color of the border. And then on the back, how white that back is versus kind of a creamish, you know, color on the back of the ones we're used to seeing. And one of the other things that we've noticed is that the cardstock that they used on the bottom one is much thinner. And I'd say it's, it's about a third thinner than the cardstock used on the ones on the top. And I think we've got a picture of that. Yeah, I'm working on that. I thought I had it locked and loaded here, but. Well, anyway, I'll keep talking about it. We, what we did is, you know, I bought a lot of them. I think it was a lot of like 39. So when I got the box, it was like really small and it was like in a small trading card clamshell case. And I'm thinking there's no way 39 cards can fit in there. And I pulled them out and I started counting them just to see if I had them all. And sure enough, I had enough, but I noticed that they just didn't feel right. They felt thinner. They felt slicker. Um, they just, they just didn't feel right to me at all. So what I did was what you see right here is I pulled out 30 of the ones that we're used to, the original ones with the darker color yellow versus the new ones that, we, that we're finding with the red on the back. And as you can see, that's a stack of 30 each. And the ones that are on the right side there, the, the ones that have the back top line in red, are much thinner. It's, and I'd say that's about a third thinner. So, you know, the thickness is about two-thirds. And I would have to equate it, if you want to kind of get a reference of the thickness, I would say it's like almost like a um, like a poster that you would buy, you know, back in the day, you'd have a poster of Farrah Fawcett or whatever. You know, take that kind of stock and maybe just a little bit more. And that's the, the stock that was used on the ones on the right. And the ones on the left have what I'd say a pretty normal cardstock. And if you look at it, you can see that the ones on the left they just stack normally, just like what we're used to seeing cars. But if you look at the one on the uh, on the right side, you'll notice that it kind of seems to, to buckle and twist a little bit because of the thinner stock. Now, are the so when you hold them together, are they all print or cut the same size? So the one stack on the left looks like if I pick those up, my hand would be able to run down the edge with and be very smooth like they were all cut at the same time and the same size man you are on the ball because we haven't even talked about this but oh, but okay but you you are right the the ones on the left are fine it's just like any other card you'd ever get you stack them it's a nice smooth stack the ones on the uh right side the ones with the red line on top i mean with the red on the top they don't do that. There are some that are just a little bit, you know, a little bit bigger and you can see it and you can see it there on the uh, picture kind of, but you're right, Val. They do not, they're not evenly cut. They're close, but they're not like the other ones that are on the left. Interesting. So you are right. That's a great observation. And we, and we did not talk about that before the show and I didn't even think about saying anything about it, but that's you're spot on. Okay, so let's go in for a zoom on the front. So the one on the top is our deli mustard. And you can see there are print dots in there and the, in the yellow. And then for the bottom with the red line, our French's mustard, you can see there's no print dots to kind of give it that little darky yellow. And then on our back of those, our top one is our deli mustard there with that, you know, first series collector's item in black and the kind of the bold black, um, you know, font there that you can read. And then our French's mustard, our first series collector's item in red. You can see how the black is not as bold. Now, I... I did zoom in on some of those on some spots where maybe it's a little different. 
and they're kind of consistent in some of the things I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning. So under on the top right where it says laser, there's a few like red specks under the S in laser. That does exist on the other version as well in the right place. And then on the left-hand side where it says tough wheels, they show the wheel and then there's the rim. Some of those shapes in there are triangles or triangles and you know some other different shapes attached to the triangle to show the rim. Those are consistent with the other version as well. So what's the right word here? The template is the same. It's yeah, just, I, I would it's, agree with that. Yeah, so the trademarks, everything is the same except for you know that line being the first series in, in red and black and not as bold. So there's no variations in the type or the text or anything like that. It's just either a printing error, proof sheet, or maybe they were posters and were cut down. They could have been. I, you know, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but it, they very well could be. Because you know, one of my thoughts was, hey, did they make like a collector set that we don't know about, or we've never seen, and had made these cards special for that, or something? You know, I, I don't know. It, like I said, this is all pure speculation because we don't know. Right. Unfortunately, this was forty-one years ago. And when these were made, you know, they didn't make a hundred of them. They probably made uh, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of these cars. You figure they're selling them for a buck. Maybe it costs them a quarter to make, you know, 75 cents. You want to make a few million dollars. You, you got to move a lot of cars, which means you need to have two of those trading cards per package that you're you're, you're exactly. selling so that's a lot of cards mm -hmm. now so, what, what i was going to say is you've bought a lot of cars to get the cards i have probably bought 70 to 80 cars over the years to get these cards i have never seen a card that with, with the bright yellow and the red on the top line i've, I've never seen one uh, i have none in my collection at all all the ones that I've had graded are all the ones that are the original ones with the black text on the top and the, and like you said, the, the deli mustard or whatever you want to call it. Um, I've never seen this before until here just recently. So it's, it's weird that all of a sudden these have showed up and we've never seen them before. I mean, I would think that somebody down the line would have seen them before this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to reiterate that same thing. I bought a case of, kind of trucks this was probably 10 years ago give them give or take they were all the same which i expected because they're all in the same case run now i have gotten cars on the backers since then they've all been i'll say the deli mustard i have not seen the red or the french's french's mustard and it seems like they're all coming. The French's mustard are all coming from one person on eBay right now. And, you know, I think you had contacted them and they had come back saying, this is a very mysterious, scarce issue. Um, hypothetically speaking, one was issued very beginning of production other later that year. So I don't know if, but, which means all the cases, the cases I got, and all the cars I got were were either beginning of the run or end of the run. And but you happen to get the same beginning of the run or end of the run. So I, I'm I'm kind of lean, and I got nothing based other than we've been doing this a while. Or I've been doing this a while. This kind of smells like um, either some uncut sheets that were cut down or some posters or some proof runs maybe that were found that were cut down. That This is kind of what happened with 89 Winter Circle. Some, I don't want to say proof sheets, but pre-production run sheets popped up. So, uh, and, I, and I did show the one that I do have on, you know, a backer card. 
that is my you know my deli mustard there so right. i'm gonna have to keep an eye on it. and if anybody out there has some of these um bright yellows that you've gotten that you've opened that you did not get from the seller on ebay please let us know we'd, we'd love to mm -hmm. hear about that about your find and if they were found in the wild or not so again it's it's hard to reconstruct this after 41 years and again this was something that wasn't designed as a collectible this was probably an afterthought marketing tool for these vehicles so yep and all the records i'm sure are gone and you know we're talking about racing so at this point we had let's see we had the 80 72 unos we didn't have the 83 uh, I mean, the 83 Unos we didn't have yet. The 72 SPTs we did had the 70 Sports Star. We did have like the top 77 autos and some of these other things, but it wasn't like, you know, again, 82, maybe the Beckett Annuals out. I, I don't even know when Beckett, no. I don't think Beckett started racing yet. So, no, no, they did not start it then. It was not until like 96. Yeah, we had the uh, Avalon Hill. IndyCar game, but so there was not a lot of racing. No, there wasn't. So, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of teetering. I, I I don't know which way to go here. I'm my my gut's telling me that these are not, you know, pack issued or car car issued cards. I uh, think that I think that they're like you say. I think there's some kind of printing proof or some kind of production test or a poster or something like that. And I say that because. They're not uniformly cut. Right. If, if you could pick them up and they would all fit nice and neatly like the ones we have, mm -hmm. they're all standard size. If you, as in that picture, you can tell that it's a pretty, pretty uniform stack there on the left. Yep. It's hard to tell on the right, but I'm going by what you said that they might be a little bit off here and there. Which means yeah. they weren't probably cut with a, a massive press and and you know to uniform size. They might have been cut down in smaller quantities. Yeah, I think so. So it, it's a mystery for sure. I we just we at this point we don't know. Any information we can get from you guys that you may have on these would be very, very helpful. But I mean, they're not very expensive, and again, it's it's a, a cool little, uh, I'll say, variation for right now. However, you know, and maybe somebody's got uncut sheets. I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. Maybe to your point, maybe it was a, a, a giveaway. You collect so many UPC symbols and and get an uncut sheet or whatever. So. Uh, again, there's not a lot of information about that, and that's kind of why we do the show. We try to gather and collate and archive this information so it'll be out there on the web for somebody to search mm -hmm. and find. So, Yeah, so like I said, if you guys can help us out, that'd be great because right now we're just running on pure speculation, and you know, we know we physically have the cards, but we don't know how they got that way. Right now, you know, we're using our experience and best guess on you know in dissecting like i said the the print dots the color the black ink not as bold the cutting uniform cards the thickness of the stock it's not doesn't match up so there's a few tells i would say with this issue yeah agree but we will both i think both go on record saying that it's the same it's the same image with the same tells uh, like I was saying the print dots in the in the laser and the red the rim details are all the same the text is all the same so they're the same printing press or same use the same images right yes I mean it's not like the the 1988 Max Dale Earnhardt promo, which you know, they they tried to copy it. They didn't use. They didn't have access to the same press and images and stuff. And 
of course, when they made it, it wasn't the same as we all know. So this this looks the same, like you say. Yeah, other than the print dots on the front to make that yellow a little darker, and but everything else on the back looks good. So anyway, I guess we're beating this into yeah. the ground here. So time will tell. We'll 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 eventually figure it out. But we did want to bring that to everybody's attention. Um, if you collect that series and just kind of uh, keep your eyes out. So, yeah. All right. I think that's it for that, which doing pretty good on time, but it looks like it's uh, time for King's Court. Yep. Roll that beautiful beam footage. <laughs> I'm sitting here jamming to the music. <laughs> it's a good tune. All right. This week's King's Court, we're going to start off with something we were just talking about. This was on the 28th of September. It's a BGS 9, 1994 Max Dale Earnhardt uh, short print rookie buyback for, it says buyback 1988 medallion. I'm just going by what the description says. But the seller was asking $1,999.99 for this card. And guess what? They settled on a best offer of $1,100, which is the same price for that nine that we saw in a PSA holder. Was it last? I think it was last week. Yeah, last week with the letter. Yeah. Yes, with the letter. And this one doesn't, does it have, it's got the certificate. It's got a certificate. The certificate is not signed, but. It sure isn't. Very strange. But it does match the uh, number 142. That matches the uh, sticker on, on the card. So, Yeah, I wonder if this was part of the, uh, when they went out of business and this was you know, one of the cards that was left. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. But it's a cool card. Um, it's, 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 it's nice. It's a 9. It's not a 9.5. Go up there and look at the what it says about, yeah, the corners got is what dinged it. <laughs> Ding corners. But uh, you're still a nine. Even if the corners were a nine or nine and a half, you're still going to get nine. Your centering and edges surface were nines, which I find I would think the, the surface would have got a 10 or centering would have got a 10. But yeah, I'm surprised about that as well. But it's a really nice card. Like I said, it's eleven hundred dollars. Went for the same price as the last one we had last week in a PSA holder. But like I said, that one did have the letter with it, though. So that that was a bonus. Yeah, it's still not a great looking card. Yeah, I love that card. <laughs> okay, so next up is our honorable honorable mention number two. This was on the first of October. It's a twenty sixteen certified. NASCAR Chase Elliott out of 10, purple rookie, and it says sick patch auto. I'd have to agree with that. That's a sick patch. <laughs> that is pretty cool in Napa. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, that card went out for bidding, actually, believe it or not, and it landed at $480 with 49 bids. That's a lot of bids, and that's, uh, that's some change. That is really a nice patch, and we're talking about future Hall of Famer here with his championship win. And I don't know what other sponsor you would associate Chase Elliott with the Napa. So yes, agreed. And so that to me, that's just it's a it is a beautiful card. That that purple really, really pops. Yeah, I was looking, you know, and it's not graded, but it looks like it'll probably be eight or nine. I see yeah, the two edges to the left with the white. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The corners and the edges look a little, and that one too, that, that bottom right there looks a little, so I don't, I don't know that that would grade well, but it's still a, a really nice card. 480 bucks. I, I would say it's about fair. Yeah, I, I would these days for sure. That just goes to show you how cool that uh, certified was back then. Um, I've said it before with Jason years and years ago, 2016 certified was one of my favorite issues you know, a lot of great rookie base um, cards in there and, and autos. And I think it was two autos, two mem a box, but 
Yeah. It's sweet. It was a nice product. Yeah. It came out late in 2016. So. Yeah. I think it's kind of overlooked by collectors. Well, everybody's after Prism. So. True. (laughs) All right. All right. Next up is our Joker of the Week. This is on the 27th of September to 2022 President's Choice. Nigel Mansell, Ayrton Senna, greatest rivalries. I can't. Rivalries. That's not like Scooby Doo. (laughs) (laughs) It's a one of one, and it was sold out of Canada. Now, they were asking $799.95 in Canadian, which equates to $518.16 in the United States. But it sold for a best offer of 450 Canadian, which is 327 and 49 cents in the U.S. So for us here, it was uh, it sold for 327 dollars and 49 cents for that. And, and keep in mind, what's what's the deal with these cards, Val? They're unlicensed. Yes, and of course, I'm looking at the back here that the the Mansell is. F1 race car rare wing and nose cone from Senna. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know if this is the same one we saw a few weeks ago or if that was different drivers. But it was something similar to this. Yeah, it was. But how hard is it to get memorabilia from these guys? Yeah, well, these days it's really tough. I mean, right. and, and they charge a lot for it too. You've seen some of these sites where you can get race used stuff, and it's very, very pricey. Yes, sir. All right, moving on. All right, so let's move on to our Jack of the Week. This was on the 30th of September. It's a 2020 Topps Chrome F1 Lando Calrissian Norris Gold Wave Refractor number 12 of 50 in a PSA. It says PSA 8? That's not right. That's what the description says, I think. It or says, no, no it like, says 12 of 74. No, so the the card is graded authentic, but the auto is a 10, which is probably smarter on their part because they don't want right. to get, I don't know if the back's got some damage or not, but the 10 always looks, looks nice, and that's a nice auto, bold auto anyway. Well, it's a scribble. It's like it looks like he just kind of went in circles and just. <laughs> I think there's a method to the madness there with the scribble. So, yeah, and I think I, I think the description I have here is wrong. So that I, I apologize for that because um, I was looking at a couple of these. I think one when I go through these things and do the King's Court, I look at not not what they were asking, but what they were selling for. So. You know, sometimes things go higher on on ones that are actually lower down the list. So, if that makes any sense. But anyway, yeah, this is a pretty cool card since it's a Topps Chrome F1. It's number twelve of seventy four. They only did the they only did the DNA auto. They just and they labeled the card as authentic. Right. So very strange. All right. Uh, next up is our Queen of the Week. This was on the 1st of October. It's a 2021 Prism NASCAR Haley Deegan National Pride Gold Vinyl 1 of 1. And it's a PSA 9. I went back and looked to make sure that, that this thing hadn't sold recently, and it has not. Um, they were asking $250 for this card, and they accepted a best offer of $200 for this card. And a PSA 9. That's not bad, I Think. Not for one one. One one is already graded, and uh, I like that gold vinyl. Yeah, I've always liked the gold vinyl, and that black with the red and the black fire suit. I think, and the national pride with the flag there. I think it's for a, it was a good looking card. Agreed, totally agree. Yeah. So yeah, right. and Haley's Haley's. I mean, for two hundred bucks, I mean. I think that's not bad, actually. Yeah, I'd agree there. It's not not bad. All right. So next up, this one's kind of cool, if you ask me. Our King of the Week. Um, this was on the 30th of September. It is a 1989-1990 TG Masters of Racing, Racing Lee Petty 
it says rookie, but uh, I guess in a way that it, it probably is his rookie card. But it's a um, autograph. It's PSA DNA 10 autograph. And well, actually, <laughs> I'm looking at what I'm looking at what, what I'm reading the description and I'm kind of getting a little confused. What is the card is a PSA 10. The auto is authentic. It's authentic yeah. So that's that's the deal there. Now, I want you to look at this price. They I were asking 2000 right. They were asking $2000 for Lee Petty signed on the Masters of Racing card. Guess how much this thing went for? They accepted the best offer. 150. Oh god. Try try about 10 times that. Get out of here. $1550. Holy smokes. That's why it's the king. Wow. $1,550. And I say that because and I'm I haven't been in the market for a Lee Petty auto, but usually they're in the 100, 150 range. Yes. So somebody really wanted this card. Yes, they did. And do I think that card's worth that? No. Uh, congrats to the seller. Congrats, definitely congrats to the seller. Uh, I think the, the buyer, I, I hate to tell them, but I think they overpaid for that. But I mean, I'm not going to tell people how to collect. So, you know, good for them. But yeah, I was really surprised when I saw that, that it went for $1,550. Yeah. Wow. And you can tell that's a later autograph because it's a little shaky. Yeah. See now, I, to me, like the sell, whatever, I, I think that's kind of gouging somebody to try to um, bait somebody with the high cost like that. $2,000 looking for that. But again, you know, that's why I don't sell like that. So, Yeah, I don't like those pie in the sky numbers. I hate when people do that. That's just, I just think it's very misleading. And it's just, in, in a way, it's almost, it's almost greedy. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's a appear with a bunch of fishing poles over the edge waiting for something to bite. Yeah, pretty much. All right. All right. So let's move on. Our ace of the week. So one of one, this is on the 1st of October. All right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It's a 2021 national treasures. Cal Petty, Cal Petty. <laughs> I got the Petty on the brain. Cal Bush fire suit. M&M's booklet. One of one race worn. They were asking five hundred dollars for this card, and they settled on the best offer of four fifty. Which you have to admit, th that M and M patch right there is pretty cool. I go back to the Chase Elliott and the Napa. When you think of Kyle Busch, you know who do you who do you associate with them? And I think M and M's is collectible on multiple levels. Uh, any any kid. <laughs> you know, grew up eating M and M. So, oh yeah. So I think that's a good deal. I think so too. I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier. Hopefully, he can make the playoffs and get it to the next round. We'll see. But he's definitely a future Hall of Famer. I mean, he's a two-time champ. I mean, if I asked you for four hundred bucks, you know, I'll make whatever patch you want. What patch would you ask for for Kyle Busch? Yeah, I'd I'd want something M and M's, and this would this would be right in that in right along with what I'd want. Yeah, so I I think it's a a good deal in there. Yeah, uh, congrats to whoever got it, man. That's a cool card. Very nice. All okay, right. so here we go with our Royal Flush of the week. This was on the thirtieth of September. It's a twenty twenty Topps Chrome F one refractor Max Verstappen. Go figure. It's the short print variation, and it is a PSA 10. Wow. So they were asking $12,000 for it. And uh, it settled on a best offer of $4,200. Wow. Yeah, $4,200, man. But it's pretty. I, I like that uh, refractor and the, the rainbow effect there. It looks I mean, that's a great scan or picture that they took of it yeah okay so it's just a refractor it's not a yeah orange or anything yeah that's okay forty two hundred dollars that's uh yeah i still think that's probably a little high for that 
Yeah, you know, and it says refractor in the description, but I don't see refractor on the label. I don't think they labeled them that year, refractor, or did they? Oh, maybe the variation didn't get labeled. Well, yeah, or yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it's a nice looking card. But to your point, that's interesting. I can't remember. I would have to. Uh, that's why I didn't bid on it. I know it's an SP, but to your point, I don't know if it should have a refractor on the back or not. So this could just be a base. Uh, again, I think the image is was done really well. Agreed. And so. Uh, if it is a base, they did a great job with the lighting to make it look like a refractor. Yeah, and you know, do I do I think it's worth forty two hundred dollars? Mm, probably not. Maybe three, something like that. Maybe that that would be me. But of course, I'm a cheap guy. <laughs> Both are. <laughs> but again, it's twenty twenty. It's a gem mint ten, and he's getting ready to win his third straight championship. So he's definitely on a roll. He he could surpass Lewis Hamilton for all we know. I mean, he's he's definitely on track to do that. Yeah, agreed. All right, very well, nice. That's it for this week. This week's King's Court. All right. All right. Thank you. So. I got a couple of things to talk about real quick. Yeah. Before we get out of here. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the Petty Brothers. They sent me this really dandy Petty Brothers 75th anniversary sticker. And that's a sticker. I mean, I'll put it that's in nice. That's, that's pretty big. That's a big sticker. So thanks to those guys. Um, you know, that. The Petty Brothers, the, the, these are Maurice's sons, and they're Richie, Mark, and Timmy. And they have a YouTube channel, and they're also on Twitter. Um, we highly recommend you guys checking those guys out because they have a lot of nice, great stories about the history of Petty Racing and NASCAR. And they really have a lot of nice memorabilia that they show on there. You know, all kinds of jackets and uniforms and crew suits and and trophies and all kinds of really great artifacts. So definitely uh, a channel worth looking at for sure. So thanks to those guys. I'll have to check that out. I want to know what they have for Winter Circle and uh, those days. They have a Winter Circle poster in the background. So. Um. It was a Billy Bisco. He had one of the banners that they used actually at the track when they gave out those cards. Yeah. We haven't heard from Billy Bisco in a while. I hope, yeah. hope he's doing all right. Yeah, I know. But I, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Maurice, when he left Petty, he went and kind of worked for Winter Circle Auto Auto Parts. That's when they did the uh, Winter Circle. But we'll, we'll all cover that when we talk about that. But, yeah, Maurice always liked – uh, chief there he was uh he was a character he sure was he was a nice guy when we met him at the hall of fame he sure was great guy all right that's, that's awesome so i got one more thing um i'd like to thank everybody out there for all the well wishes and the prayers for me getting better for my bike wreck i really appreciate it um and they do help me make me feel better so i i appreciate you guys out there Sending me all the, the, like I said, all the well wishes and everything. It really, like I said, makes me feel better and uh, love to all you guys for that. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad you're on the mend. I'm getting better. Uh, still hurts. Uh, I tried to sit down today and do, maybe do something, record a video and say, nah, I'll just wait. Maybe this weekend. We'll see. Well, you keep on taking it easy and don't. Uh, don't stra strain yourself. So, yep, trying not to, man. Trying. To, I want to get well. I, like I feel a lot better today than I did two weeks ago, but still, it's still getting out of bed, especially in the morning when you get up. It's like, oh man, it, it's uh, it's like needles and pins, and it hurts. <laughs> I'm left because that's what I feel anyway. <laughs> that's your normal feeling. <laughs> oh wow, Val. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I got. 
Okay. All right. Well, for me, Logan, thanks for tuning in, watching the show again. If you uh, like the show, um, we'd appreciate you giving us a follow. We'll give you a shout out. And again, if you know, leave a comment, let us know about the Kidco set. Is that something you're collecting? Or have you seen some of these variations out in the wild? So it's a great little set. And I hope everybody has a great weekend watching a few races this weekend. And uh, we'll catch you next week. I don't know if you want to talk about what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, next week, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it real quick. We're going to do our top 10 Dale Earnhardt Jr. cards next week. So be be on the lookout for that. That'll be good. Uh, Val and I, we're just going to have a single list. We're going to go back and forth, and we're compiling that list as we speak. Hey, you don't want to miss it. All right, we're out here. We'll see you next week, guys. <laughs>